Welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. There's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm going to keep this intro really quick because we've got a long, lovely long episode for you with my good friend Daniel, the past life regressionist, who is back for the first time since episode 97, I believe. I'm guessing. I could just look, but I'm going to stick with a guess. 97. I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, Daniel's referred a ton of people, or referred me to a ton of people who have been on the podcast uh, since then, and I, of course, appreciate his help with all of that, uh, because I've met some really cool people because of Daniel. So, we talk about a lot of stuff. Um, the difference between this time and the first time I had him on the podcast uh, is not only the hours that we've spent talking in between then, but also... Um, I had a past life regression, so we talk about that uh, a little bit. So, yeah, let's dive on in. Enjoy the episode. All right, everybody. Welcoming back to the podcast for for only the second time, which is surprising because the, the amount of time we've spoken over Zoom, I think, might supersede anyone. Uh, but it's Daniel, the past life regressionist. How are you, Daniel? Hey, everyone. I'm doing well, Jeff. Thanks for having me here again. Absolutely. I should have introduced you as a part-time booker for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I give you in-episode credit every time I've had one a guest you've sent my way. I think. I, I try think so. to. Yeah. I try I try to drop a subtle insult also just to, you know. Yeah, I, I pick up on those. Okay. I, I, I'm glad you do. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a good sport. I, I I assume so. You're <laughs> you still talk to me, so <laughs> and still send other people to to come on, so the subtle insults could be dropped. <laughs> well, I'm. Was it uh, the episode I had with Whitney? I think I said this on the podcast where I said one of these days you're going to send someone who just is the worst guest ever. Yeah. And, and with my luck, I'll be super drunk, and they'll just be like, "Yeah." I'll be like, oh no, no, you were supposed to carry it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But probably not. Because I like you. Yeah, it would, you know, in general, it, it, you know, it's one of those things when I was uh was filming Haunted Happy Hour, a lot of times I would just be like, oh, I've got a really funny joke, but I don't want to ruin this take because I know this is a long day and it's just a dick move. But I'd tell people, like, you know what I wanted to do? And they'd laugh, and it was like, oh, that's funny. It's probably best you didn't do it, but it would have been hilarious if you did. And I'm like, yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, if it, you know, if I schedule a whole day around a podcast, and then uh, the person's just, like, unusable, which, which with me, that usually I, I make something usable out of everything. <laughs> Um, there, there is only two lost episodes of my podcast. I, 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 I haven't put out all gems. I'll, I'll admit, but <laughs> well, they're gems in their own right. And plus when you grow to Rogan status, 
because you know I'm I'm a listener of the show, and I I hear you mention that frequently. You know, when I'm as big as Rogan, or I don't know if I'll ever get as big as Rogan. When when you get up there, when you have your own Jamie or Sir Jamie, you can say, "Hey, I want you to edit together an episode of all the lost gems or all the unusable stuff and make it into something." Oh Use yeah. It. Well, somebody told me like you know a decade ago or. I don't know, 15 years ago when Rogan started his podcast. And this was someone who listened to a recent episode of mine where I was just in the bag, man. I had no business recording. I I, I was repeating myself. I was slurring constantly. Um, My poor guest tried his best, but I was just... I was blacked out. I didn't rem- remember recording the episode. But the, the person said, this actually reminds me of some old Rogan episodes where he and his guests would be so high and drunk that it was just awful. But it still was kind of funny. And I'm like, well, okay. I don't like putting out that bad. I don't mind being drunk, obviously. I mean, it's kind of my persona. I mean, that that's definitely my YouTube. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's your, and, and it works for you. But I also think with that, the business has kind of evolved a bit where I think it's just a place of much more substance now, as opposed to you and your dumb little butt. I'm taking like the line from Jackass from from the end of the intro. You know, you and your dumb little buddies just getting together and and saying stupid shit. Like you could say yeah. stupid shit, but there's there's got to be a a thing. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. And that's that's where it's uh, it, it's rough, especially I, I usually don't even edit my podcasts unless they need to be edited for sound. And it's rough. That episode had to be edited because I mentioned to you before, I'm three for three in blackout uh, podcasts. My mic is fucked up in all of them. So and it's always my fault. It's never the guest fault. I'm either way too high or way too low and I have to go through and edit. And it's like, it's painful when you're listening and you're like, oh, this idiot didn't connect two and two. Oh, that's me. It's, it's a different version of me in fairness. But it it's still me. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've uh, if you've heard an episode because um, I don't talk about this much, but I may have told you this anyways, just in chatting. Um, I've got like the um, the. <laughs> I compare myself to Bruce Banner and the Hulk with sober Jeff and drunk Jeff. And, uh, and like right now, like I'm, I'm slowly voluntarily giving away the, giving the wheel to the, to the other guy. I'm not there yet. I'm still in control, but I'm just slowly sipping him into existence. The and Hulk? It, yeah, well, I, I consider drunk Jeff, the Hulk and smart, not, not smart Jeff, sober Jeff, Bruce Banner. And that, that's kind of how I see it is, you know, the brain slows down. I don't get angry. <laughs> In fairness, it takes a lot to make me angry. Actually, I, I I think I'm slower to anger when I'm drunk than when I'm sober. So I might have my whole analogy backwards. It's mind blowing. I'm just like, I'm trying to picture it right now of just the other one coming out. And well, he rips his yeah. shirt off and begs his <laughs> <laughs> Because then I'm also thinking of him like jumping on airplanes and blah, 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 blah. Well, and that's not the sound he makes, but 
Yeah. 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 Just, but yeah, but no, no. You feel that's... smart though, because you say smart things when you're drunk. I do. I do. Um, so I. That's don't where have... I, I was taking it quite literally when you're talking. Like, I get it, but you're not dumb. Like, you're very smart. Yeah. Sorry for shoving in there. <laughs> no, no, you're right. And and at sometimes I think drunk Jeff is more capable of saying smart things because the inhibitions are lowered. Mm-hmm. And we've talked off air about sometimes I bite my tongue because I don't want to look stupid. I mean, and and I don't think drunk Jeff has that problem. I think he's okay looking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and drunk Jeff is the guy who's going to sit at the bar doing quantum physics. And then when he's sober, but I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It, just, it comes on when I'm drunk. It, it's, uh, yeah. You, you know, what's funny is uh, I don't know that, that uh that you would guess this or people who i met like after my mid-20s would guess this uh maybe maybe i'd even change it to like 30 um because now i am i'm i i talk to everyone i'm very sociable and everything and uh i used to be so socially awkward and uncomfortable so one joke i was working on and i decided probably not doable as like a stand-up bit but uh, and and again my audience knows my daughter's on the spectrum so i don't say this in a in a hateful way by any means but i i the joke premise was that alcohol cured my autism because it went from me being like standing at a party and just being afraid to talk to just popping a few back and being the center of attention and loving it. it it's just so uh such opposite personalities i think i've meshed them a little bit now i can kind of click into i don't i wasn't drunk when i hopped on with i mean we've talked long enough that i'm not nervous to talk to you but you know i, I think you get my point i i i don't know i don't know i I probably should uh, should contact BetterHelp. <laughs> Who's the sponsor for this episode, folks? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm an advocate of therapy. Hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. See, I'd have to edit if you said they sucked or something. So <laughs> I'm no, I've, I've never used BetterHelp before, so I I'm not in a position to comment. I, I haven't either, but I I am. It is a it is an interesting um and this actually segues nicely to um to several things. Um but I, I think I've said to you before, I I always took in person therapy at the very least as very performative, meaning I've been pretty open about some of my indiscretions. And I, I frankly, aside from my drinking, I've calmed down compared to what I was five years ago. Um, I, I don't go, I haven't gone to a strip club. Well, I haven't done things that people would frown at, at a strip club in since pre COVID. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, it's that part of me is kind of in the past. It's not, you know, I'm I'm not uh, I, I'm I'm not embarrassed by it, but I'm too old for that shit now. That's kind of my 
philosophy. I've matured. Let's say that. Let's let's put a positive spin on it. Not a negative spin, a positive spin. You made the best out of a bad situation with COVID. You decided to live a different kind of lifestyle. Yeah, well, and and a, done. a stripper in New Orleans, December 2019, stole my credit card info and that was such a hassle. <laughs> so that was that kind of played into it too. I'm like, oh. Well, I just <laughs> I want to say something really quick because you know, I I I want to I want to try to stay as serious as I possibly can today, but we we've talked about a show that we both like that being eastbound and down and it yes. just i don't want to get into details with the scene but what you just said right now just made me think of the scene that happened in the second season with stevie when he was looking for kenny and he had the interaction <laughs> and there was a credit card there it just with the credit card swiper just an amazing yeah. scene I, I didn't need to bring that up but i'm glad just, you did though it was brilliant <laughs> Most people can't help but bring up Kenny Powers when they talk to me. So. I mean, one of the funniest lines I've ever heard is, look at me, mom, look at me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be serious from here on out now. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sure do. Um, Get a good return on that dollar. Yeah. Well, Eastbound and Down is such a great show because you can watch it without, like, wasting, like, in a week, easily. Because they're 30 minutes, there's like, what, 23 episodes or something? It's just, it's very mm-hmm. digestible if you have the stomach for the last season, which is questionable at best, especially the second half. Yeah, it was an interesting direction that was taken there. And, you know, like, I, I don't know if I look at Eastbound and Down different than some people do, because it's not really a conversation I've had with many people, but... When I look at the journey of Kenny Powers, I can't help, I mean, so not, not to be too on brand, but I can't help but think of karma mm-hmm. and how whenever he has a redeeming, is it safe to assume that most of your listeners have watched Eastbound, Eastbound Down since you bring up Kenny Powers so much? Um, I would think anyone who wants to has, or at least gets the gist of it. I don't know if they finished the whole series, but. Yeah, I think it's safe. So anytime that Kenny Powers has a redeeming moment, he will do something at the end of the scene that makes you just be like, ah, man, ah. you almost were a good person there. <laughs> yep. But at the end of this series, I can't help but feel like he really grew. And I wonder if that's what the journey was all about. And that's kind of how a balance took place for him moving past his desire for so I don't want to ruin it for everyone but there was an amazing transformation that took place yeah throughout the course of that series and I just I I think it ended up being a very special show yeah I think you're right I mean look, there were some great moments in the fourth season the stuff with I mean look I just love Stevie I just that character and and in the fourth season and <laughs> the liars and my kids don't respect me <laughs> yeah yeah they the the plastic surgery he and his wife had got a little in the like okay i mean oh. yeah, it was a little campy but it almost kind of worked it was yeah it was absurd but <laughs> which is funny because the whole show is so absurd that the last season i'm like all right they jumped the shark now now it's too much <laughs> like it's it's uh 
but you know what's what's funny from a from a uh tv perspective he's almost like the uh uh the anti jesse pinkman meaning jesse pinkman had such a good heart and always tried in general to do the right thing but every bad thing stevie now no uh kenny powers and jesse pinkman because kenny powers did all the worst things but things always worked out for him right like in the in the end whereas jesse pinkman tried to do the right things and the universe just kept kicking him in the nuts it was just like nope 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 i know you tried to i know you did a good thing nope fuck you anyways you're not getting it's like why can't why can't poor jesse have nice things just let the poor boy live in peace i mean that there's just look i mean breaking bad is also one of those shows you can't help but watch it well at least i can't and think about karma (laughs) <laughs> that's so that that's kind of how i watch tv these days is thinking about the oh man walter white kind of karma is he gonna need to make up for in another life yeah or did he redeem himself at the end i'm sure there's a big balance that needs to take place so with that one yeah i mean a little what bit a transformation that was, that was a that was a last minute you know what's interesting is that um I've got a million thoughts flying through my head, so I'll I'll just throw. I the, got time. We're good. The, the last one at you. the The one thing that I, I don't know why, but I'm 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 driving at the uh, at Christianity with this one. Um, not in a negative way, which may upset people, but so so I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school, and I I had some nutty teachers along the way but not many there was one who said you know you're gonna go to hell if you get a tattoo you're gonna go to hell if you masturbate it's better to have sex than masturbate because masturbation's a purely selfish act i'm like uh oh, she didn't know how i was gonna have sex <laughs> sorry i just that popped into my head i like that one that's a that's a good one uh but anyways to get back to the serious nature of what i was saying the thing i liked most about the Catholic Church, and this goes flies against everything that when you hear someone who was raised Catholic went to church until he was, you know, through high school and then stopped going to church pretty much completely. Um, usually the complaint is about Catholic guilt, and you know, you, you were told to feel bad about all these things, and frankly. I always had the opposite. Um, and I'm saying this in relation to Walter White's spoiler alert, folks. Skip the next 15 seconds if you haven't watched Breaking Bad. To to what happened in the last episode where he did maybe redeem a lot of that bad karma. Um, my thought with the Catholic Church was always, they taught you very clearly if you listened, no matter what you did, if you were truly sorry for it, and you asked jesus and you believed in jesus that you would be forgiven so to me i'm always like i don't get the catholic guilt aspect of it necessarily because i was actually always attracted to the fact of well yeah i can i can jerk off or 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 drink or whatever and if i ask forgiveness god will say if i'm truly sorry for what i've done now i don't think either one of those things are sins by the way but that's another conversation but um 
I, I was attracted to the fact that it's like, no, if if you're sorry, you can be redeemed. You're not going to hell just because you did a bad thing or several, many bad things. As long as at the end of your life, I think the, the story of the crucifixion is Jesus said to the one guy next to him who was sorry for whatever, that he was going to be the first one to, to join him in heaven or something to that effect. Um, to me, that was always the opposite of what most, and again, I'm not calling myself a former, I don't know what, ex-Catholic? I'm not an ex, any, you know, oh, I'm an ex-husband, but, but uh, I'm, a, you know, a non-practicing raised Catholic complaint is typically something that I'm like, I, I think we interpreted the teachings differently. Um, anyway, somehow that tied into Walter White. And your la your comment about if he fixed his karma to me, I've always had that belief of like, if you realize what you did was wrong, and you try to fix it, you, you you're truly sorry. I like to think that I'm not saying all the karma goes away, but I like to think that you 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 gained a lot of points, <laughs> for lack of a better term. I know it's a, a weird thing to talk about and try to quantify, but I don't know if that long soliloquy had any sense in it let's talk about the jesus crucifixion there with regards to karma and well i mean as you know i'm i'm not christian so i'm this is one of those things everyone please don't quote me so i'm just going to go off my understanding of that situation because i believe you're talking about the thief that was right next to him correct i believe it was the thief yes and there was or there was two people next there to him, right two there was, people one there was, was uh repenting repent whatever the word is he was sorry and he said that jesus shouldn't be there shouldn't or something. be up there right yeah and and then the other guy just did something else that wasn't that right uh he did something else and i don't think he uh i think he was not really into jesus or the whole situation <laughs> i think he was preoccupied with his own problems at the moment probably so with the man who said you know this man being jesus you know should not be up here he has done nothing wrong i think we can we can look at that and say you know what that was a moment of clarity that was a very noble thing that was said we don't know what this man least i don't know maybe the bible talked about it but i sure don't know what the circumstances were that he went through in life to put him there. I can look at the actions of stealing and say, you know what, that's wrong. And But I, I mean, I'm also someone who doesn't believe you should always be judged off your past actions. I mean, it's the totality of it, but I think it really matters who you, who you are, you know, and who you become. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an idealistic point of view that I have in that respect, because I... I'm not the arbiter of karma. I don't know how karma works, but I get the feeling that that man would probably still have to somehow balance out the people that he had wronged, regardless of the circumstances. We can understand yeah. why someone did something, but at the end of the day, is stealing right? In, in most situations, I'd say no. I understand it's done out of necessity sometimes, but still. In general, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> so, so Walter White, yeah, 
So without spoiling it, turn this off for the next couple seconds. <laughs> he, he got worse and worse and worse as the series went along. And he, yeah. we were still rooting for him, but we didn't like him as much by the end. Until the end when he had that redeeming moment. Yeah. And I think that that was, you know, as as we talked about probably about a month or so ago about the clarity that he came to in those final final moments and then owning up to everything he'd done and why he'd done it. I think that, so there's something to be said for for self-awareness and for being honest about circumstances, but uh, a lot of carnage behind him. So yeah, he's got some bodies. So I, I give him the credit for who he ended up being and but i, I can still look at him and be like man you, you could have done some things differently yeah. but uh you know for someone like walter white though it's one of those maybe we need to judge the totality of it <laughs> because of just how brutal it became but uh but also yeah. it's a tv show so unless we're doing a case study or a college course which would be a cool course to take in college it really would it really would. I, it, with with some of the college courses that are offered nowadays, I'm kind of shocked that Breaking Bad like isn't one. Yeah, the journey of the antihero. Yeah, something to that effect. I mean, it's just. By the way, I, I I'll I'll I guess I'll admit it to everyone who listens to this podcast, but I'd never admit this to any of my friends. But none of them listen to my podcast. So, <laughs> although I consider you a friend. Um, uh, one thing I occasionally will do, and it sucks me down a rabbit hole every time is I'll go on and watch YouTube videos, reaction videos of certain moments in Breaking Bad. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it makes me cry <laughs> still. I've seen that show like nine times start to finish, but seeing one of my favorite things, and I'm trying to not say any spoilers at all, just in case. Um, but one of my favorite things um, is when my parents were watching Breaking Bad for the first time, and I knew they were watching it, I said, if it's at a, a reasonable time and I don't have my kids, tell me when you're going to watch Face Off, the last episode. I think you probably know what episode that is based on the title of it, but uh, the last episode of season season four. four finale. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, I just want to be there while you watch it. And like when, when the moment happens, you know, it's just turn and watch them. And I'm like, Oh, gives me chills <laughs> to see them re react to. So I, I know it's coming and it's to me, I, I, I know the Ozymandias and, and Felina are, are probably better. But to me, that episode is like, that's, that's the best roller coaster of emotions and just peaks and valleys that you can ever go through watching a, a I don't know, 48 minute show. Um, so just being able to experience their energy while they went through it for the first time. I, I joke with my one friend who refuses to watch it. I'm like, you're so lucky because one day you're going to watch it. And I wish I could watch it again for the first time. It's, you know, it's like so magical. And even knowing what's coming, I, I still, it's still great. 
But it's like, I I do wish I could erase my mind and watch it. Episode one, just start it all over. I'm like, it, it's just, ah, I'm jealous. Maybe in my next life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you get to start it fresh at that point. But uh, yeah, I mean, now I'm just also thinking about him being Hal on Malcolm in the middle. Talk oh. about little multiple lives in one. And a a good sh- that's a good show, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comedy. I watch it. My son loved it, so we 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 watched through all of that. And I'm like, wow, it is bizarre to the the few moments in that show because you there aren't many, but the few moments in that show where you think, oh shit, this is Walter White, <laughs> you know, because he's so good at you don't think. When I see him in other things, I don't think Walter White. I, I mean, he's, he's an incredible actor. He he is. Yeah, Brian he Cranston's, becomes the part. Yeah, incredible. Um, we did see him in his underwear in the first episode of Malcolm in the Middle, and yes. his underwear in the first episode of Breaking Bad. Two completely different. He moments, he also though. he said something about he he, um. He he has the most combined underwear and toilet scenes of anyone, any actor he knows. Um, because even when he played LBJ and that, uh, uh, whatever it was called, where he played Lyndon Johnson, um, he used to have meetings on the toilet. So he he, he acted that out, of course, in the in the movie. Um, boy, you want to talk about evil people? We're gonna need to talk. Uh... Once the recording's done, because I think it was the last episode I listened to, you'd mentioned something about about oh. LBJ. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I, was, now. I don't think I was supposed to mention that, but I'll Oops. talk to you. <laughs> I'll talk to you after. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, not a good guy. Um, yeah. So one, so I have an interesting thought. Um, and obviously. You know, I, I I want to do two things before we jump into the next topic. I do want you to drop your plugs now. I meant to do this because, and shout out to Kevin Goatee, a former guest of the podcast, who I'm stealing this from him, but I, I, I it's not trademarked or anything. He he always says nobody listens to the last five minutes of an episode where you everyone says give your plugs. So I do want you to tell people. Um, where they can follow you on Instagram, your podcast, uh, shoot that out now. And then I want to talk to you more about what, you know, what your specialty is and a few, uh, you know, again, we've talked about this before on the podcast, so not to dive into all the details, but a few weird, bizarre questions and thoughts I've had that I'd love to get your take on as a, as a past life regressionist and someone who is, knowledgeable in a lot at least a little bit in a lot of the is calling it paranormal fair or you spiritual yeah spiritual, spiritual metaphysical paranormal metaphysical so that was the word i was looking for in my head it couldn't couldn't get there um but before we dive into that daniel where can uh people listen to your wonderful podcast um and follow you on on socials that was kevin goatee right did i get that name right 
Yes, yeah, he has a podcast called Gutting the Sacred Cow, and he always says, no one listens to the end of the podcast, so drop your plugs in the beginning. And I'm okay, like, well, oh, Kev- yeah. I'm going to steal that. Kevin Goatee, I may borrow that. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, it, yeah. it's it's really, yeah, I, I'm going to have to change up my habits over 150 episodes in, but still. So, yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram at The Past Life Regressionist. My website is thepastliferegressionist.com. And my podcast is called Timeless Spirituality. Yes, and it's a phenomenal podcast. Um, Thank you. It's a, it's second only to the Jeff Macalino <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Jeff Macalino. This is such a great podcast. It's my favorite <laughs> Did I get that right from the intro? Yeah. That's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. There you go. Yeah, that that was the only one you're missing. No, yeah. The only thing with that intro. Podcast. That that was your part, right? That's my, yeah. I'm the one who who does all the the deep voice talking in there. Um, The the doing, 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 the music. Yeah, yeah. It's just good, goofy music that that, that, uh, Anchor, Spotify for podcasters, whatever had and i'm like that's a good that, that's a nice goofy it's very tune. fitting yeah yeah i thought so and then the only part i was i've always been concerned about is the the part where nate bargazzi very famous comedian is bumbling my name and i recorded that off of his podcast so i'm like yeah he was never on my podcast of course he'd never talk to me <laughs> but i um his podcast nate land i sent him something in the beginning like they were talking about doctors i sent him a story and i still credit him for making me bomb my first time doing stand-up because at the end of you know them joking around about my email he's like jeff that's really funny if you're a comedian you should you should make that a bit and i did and it did not go well so i i mean he's one of the greatest comedians out there so i blame him it was bad Bad advice or bad execution, probably. He could have made it funny. <laughs> or you can redo it now. It, it, there's still something there. It's just um it was a it was a five minute set. Those are and, tough sets. Yeah. And it was a story. So it, it's a bad plan to go into a five minute set. I'm sorry, I don't think any comedian should do anything less than at least 10 minutes. Yeah, if it were 10 minutes, it would have been good um, because I practiced it and I just kept shredding, cutting jokes out of it. And I, I I was doing it on my phone on the voice recorder and it went from like 15 minutes to 12 minutes to 11 minutes to 10 minutes to six minutes. And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Then like eight minutes. And then I'm like, no, this is way too long. I got to. And my thing was like, I had to cut it in half because I had like a minute of like, not crowd work, but like the intro that I had planned was 45 seconds to a minute. So I had to get it down to four minutes for a story that took way too much exposition. So Nate Bargatze caused me to bomb. That's That really should be my, what I said. But also I recorded him bumbling my name for the podcast intro, which I don't know if that's technically allowed but I haven't heard from his lawyers or anything. So, if you do, he crossed that bridge once he gets there. Yeah, once you, I added once you get there. Yeah, did I say that right? It's like yeah. once he gets you get there. Uh, there, it's trivia on my podcast IMDb page is that the intro, uh, the voices in the it intro. Out there? 
Oh, I didn't yeah. specifically say I stole it from his podcast, but uh -huh. I mean, I gave him content for his podcast also. I mean, in fairness. That sounds and, like a balance there if we're talking karma. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I like the idea of somebody maybe recognizing his voice and thinking, oh man, this guy had Nate Bargazio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that was that was noodling around in there. But it also, I, I thought it was a pretty good fit. So, you know, that's I what I thought when I first saw your name. Like, how the hell do I pronounce this? And then I listened to your podcast. I said, oh, because when you said Macalino podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to demonstrate. Some people don't know that's me, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. How stupid are they? <laughs> your words, not mine, but I oh, no, I, I, I've said that to them. They're like, who'd you get to do the voiceover? I'm like the fuck you. are you talking about <laughs> it's totally so, you. like the guy the guy i'm like yeah it's me what the fuck like yeah i'm i'm deepening and yeah i know i i changed my voice very slightly yeah it sounds just like you and i'm yeah. not saying that sarcastically it really does sound like you well it is me so it's good yeah <laughs> it fits yeah <laughs> i never once thought that that wasn't you no i don't again I, stupid just like <laughs> are you are you like deaf like are you w watching in closed captioning or something i mean if you are kudos to you i don't know if you can even get my podcast in closed captioning you can get in russian though <laughs> well at least if you talk with a flat earther you can <laughs> that was so bizarre because i got i got that link sent to me i think i told you while i was driving yeah. so i click on the link and it starts playing and i'm just like why the fuck did they send me something in Russian? Because I'm not looking at it, so I don't see that it, it's a video of me. And then I, I'm my intro is always like, and and I welcome blah 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 to the Jeff Macalino podcast, and I'm like Russian, Jeff Macalino, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I get to a red light, I pull it up, and I'm like, oh, they dubbed my podcast. I I guess I should be flattered. I was so afraid you know it was like a it. terrorist video, and like I, I was, I had a uh, ah, what's that thing called? He said an offensive joke. We have now put out a, I don't know if I can say it on here. That thing that they they had in curb your enthusiasm. Yes, that's what the word I'm trying to think of. You can say it or or type it in the chat if you want me to say. It. <laughs> I don't know it's if I should a, type it in the chat either because I don't a, know a fatwa. Gonna... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They put a fatwa on me. <laughs> I had a Larry David moment where I was like, by the way, I cannot watch Curb Your Enthusiasm and go to a party. You're going to have to elaborate on that one. I know we got some substance coming up, but I got to hear the end of that. This is a uh, this is a character defect I think I have. I think I pick up some quirks when I binge watch a show. Mm -hmm. So the Kenny Powers comparison i was kenny powers for halloween and i watched east banded down before halloween to because so i also i had the haircut like i was living with this fucking awful mullet so i had my which kenny makes powers. it even better because you know it was a wig for him yeah yeah no i <laughs> i had a... it's even better than yeah that you grew it out that way yeah yeah it, it should have been a wig for me too but <laughs> but so i had this kenny powers jersey and i i would go to like a Rays game 
And I had a, a Myrtle Beach Merman jersey. So it's light blue and dark blue, just like, I mean, like Ray's colors. And I wear a Ray's hat. And and so, but people could still see, you know, enough to know what was going on. And everybody wanted me to be Kenny Powers. So I'm like, all right, well, if I'm going to live this life, I'm going to make sure that I can give them what they want. You know, they'd come up and I'd be like, oh, hey, yeah. Oh, I love that show. I'm like, yeah, 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 so do I. It's a good show. And they'd be dis I could see the disappointment that I wasn't like, you know, coked up, retarded. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I could see like the wanted more out of this interaction. So I give people what they want. So I watched it and I I I subtly picked up some some of his mannerisms and and you know. I knew enough of what he said anyways that I, you know, does the Pope shit in the woods? You know, I couldn't get the accent at all, but I could at least get what he said. And um, and then the funny thing was the the it was a year, almost a full year after I was him for Halloween that I played a Southern character and women want everything that eventually is going to come out. I've seen it once. Uh, saw it at the premiere five months ago. Um, and everyone in that, it's like, oh my god, it looks like you were Danny McBride, basically, you were Kenny Powers. And I'm like, in fairness, I did watch it again before recording that because I wanted to just make sure I was in that redneck southern kind of it, it wasn't the same character by any means, but I just wanted to. I also had a friend who I like, let's say, dim witted, he doesn't listen to the podcast, he probably doesn't know how to find podcasts. But he had a little bit of a Southern accent, too, and he was very hyper and, you know, which is kind of what this character is, because Southern is hard to play because I, I'm, you know, thinking slow, blah, blah, blah. And they wanted, like, amped up Southern. So I'm like, well, Kenny Powers, my buddy, those guys are the only amped up Southerners I really know. So I got to try to do a little, you know, inherit some of their beings into me. Um, and when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, it, it kind of looks like I'm just trying to do a Kenny Powers, uh, which was not my intent, but it's like, I, I could see it like it, you know, and I look enough like him, although he does have blue eyes, which people don't seem to realize. And, uh, he, he didn't have sideburns, which I always had as part of the costume, but Anyways, my my point in all of this with Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> was I do the same thing with Larry David, where I will then go to like a social gathering, and I'll just be that persnickety little asshole who needs to like be like, "Why are you doing that?" And I, but I, I don't know. It's a again, it's a character flaw where I, I actually Walter White had that to some extent too where he adopted some of the traits of other people the... you know that he killed uh yeah 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 <laughs> i mean i i think for anyone who has above average iq there's a little bit of larry david in those people yeah and i'm going to exclude myself from that comment because i don't want to sound too 
big headed right now, but I, I had a moment like that yesterday. I was going to the doctor and yeah, I was at a crosswalk. Well, you know, I walk up, I uh I hit the button, like with my I pull up my shirt because I don't like to touch dirty surfaces because well, I got a shirt and you know, why? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not cra- if I have to, I'll touch it, but yeah, yeah. So, you know, make it very clear. And it's one of the beepy ones, like beep, beep, beep. And this person walks up maybe two seconds later, presses the button. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I just pressed this two seconds ago. It beeps. You saw me press it and you heard the beep, beep, beep. Wait a couple more seconds. Start pressing the button some more. And I thought, what would Larry David do in this situation? And I'm, I'm not going to because I'm I'm not going to say anything to this person right now because the the little person's going to show up on the on the stoplight in a minute. I'm walk across the street, never have to see this person again. If they want to beep 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 all the time, that's totally up to them. But what would Larry David do in this situation? Uh the well, Larry David in again. Curb would definitely have said something. Yeah, because I mean, I know it's. Larry David and Curb is not Larry David in real life. I think they're pretty similar. I think he just well, he's a doesn't want to get pulled a, into the tussle in real he's life. He's a caricature of of himself. There's probably more Larry David in. in he's Curb. a little extra than yeah. I, I, he's probably not honest. that neurotic in real life, or not quite that. Oh neurotic. no, I think he is. I've I've seen him do some interviews, and he's. Yeah, either he's played on to that extent though uh, he either plays it that way which is a high possibility is that he just continues to play the larry david character um i'd actually be curious about hanging out with larry david that would be one of the more like oh you're talking about like when he did a kimmel interview a couple of years ago or something like that oh he's done conan and he's done oh a bunch he's of... totally playing the part i think he has totally to be. playing the part when he's promoting for curb and and, and... Yeah, but but the sad part is, I by the way, I'm just thinking of like elevators when you're telling that, like the people who who see see the buttons pressed but still walk up and I'm like, hmm, there's there's something. Did I not press the button well enough for you? Well, and it's lit up on the elevator. Well, well, like you said with the the beeping noise, the same thing. It's like you you know the button was pressed. What what in you makes you still need to make sure you hit the button? It mm-hmm. might be like a control issue or just you like buttons a lot. <laughs> oh, I mean, forget the other person across the street who also pushed the button. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 bizarre behavior. And that's but but when now granted, it's also I've been drinking and then also watching Curb Your Enthusiasm for the prior week. But yeah, I've I've um now granted, I will say this. There have been some great outcomes from me acting like Larry David, and there's been some <laughs> horrible ones. There have also been great ones where people are just like, I, I, they're, they're stunned with your boldness, maybe that you would call someone out on something so innocuous. Like, why did you do that? That's they that's, admire it. Well, they're, I, they're thinking it. That could be it. Is it's like I can't believe he actually said something about it. I was thinking the same thing. Although I also, 
it's a funny interaction I had with a uh, on the set of Haunted Happy Hour. I had a running joke with one of my co-stars who we had one day um there was uh potato salad on the the food. Awesome. And I said I'm like you know, this I and I think this was the first dinner. So I'm like you don't know how much I wanted to go over there put my hand in the thing and just walk out with potato salad in my hand and just eat it like it was a a handheld snack just to see if anyone would be like what the fuck are you doing or if everyone would just be like maybe that's a thing <laughs> and I'm like I would just love to do it just just like as a character study of who's going to be like why the fuck did you just put your hands in the food or or who's going to be like, why are you... Or would everyone just be like, I'm not going to say anything, and just slowly start whispering to each other like, did you see what he just did? Is that normal? <laughs> I, I, I don't have the balls to do that. But I would, I would love to... I would love to have the balls to do that just to see the room's reaction of like, should we say something or just let that go? I, know I don't exactly know if, what I would do. I, I, would you I, I say something? Eat, I just wouldn't eat the potato salad after you did that. I would. I wouldn't eat the potato salad. Um, I also wouldn't say anything. I mean, if it was like a, a someone I knew, but if it was someone like the first day I met him, I'd be like, I don't know how he grew up. I'm going to leave that alone. I I don't like potato salad that much anyway. <laughs> now, if you did macaroni then we might have an issue. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I, I, that, that's also interesting if you differentiate like foods because like Mac and cheese, it's very well established. You eat pasta with a fork. I mean, there's, you know, it's like, there, there's no, I, I, I was just thinking it, more so I can live without potato salad, but if there's macaroni and cheese there, well, if I really wanted want it, macaroni and cheese, I would go ahead and eat it at this point. I, I went, from being a complete germaphobe to the the uh having my first child complete flip the other way hmm. it's un i was the worst person to go out to eat with because i would i would not touch the doors i would touch the menu only if i had to and then i'd immediately after ordering go wash my hands that's me I wouldn't touch anything. Now I'm like, unless I have dirt or something sticky on my hands, I'm not even putting them under water. Like I'm like, I, I, I'm, I'm, you, you know what the realization happened was when I'm like, I woke up, my daughter spit up on me, pissed on me, and I got shit on my hands while I was changing her diaper. And I'm like, well, this is just my life now. Fuck it. Like these are the things to clean off your body. The other stuff, ah, whatever, whatever happens, happens. It, it, it just like having having a child. Uh, just I, I was a a always hand sanitizer in my pocket, just constantly hand sanitizing. I was borderline psychotic, which I, hey, I'm Jeff, guessing thank you, you are. <laughs> I don't I don't carry it in my pocket, but I got it in my car. Uh, I I did have it in my car actually. Uh. A mechanic took stole my hand sanitizer out of my Son car. Of a bitch. 
Um, I did have it Take in my, my car. change, but not my hand sanitizer. And now I just instead my my thing is when I have a water bottle that I accidentally leave in the car, it gets hot. I just throw it on the floor in the passenger seat. So if I for whatever reason, I, I do something that gets, you know, the soot grossness on my hands. I don't want to spread that to my clothes. So I have water that I can just pour and wash out. I don't care about germs, though, anymore. I I don't I had a a. a a huge mental shift in my life from the first 22 years. I was a stringent germaphobe to then like I weaned off of it. And now I'm like, why would I wash my hands? They're not dirty. (laughs) I still wash my hands after I use the restroom. Okay. Thank you. Cause that's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not that far. Um, but like one of those guys just walking from the urinal out the door. Yeah. But if my hands are, are, I'll make food and eat it without washing my hands now. I mean, I, I'll, I'll wash my hands actually more when I make food because especially onions, man, I'm so sent my eyes, they get fucked up for, I feel like days. I, I love onions. They're my favorite food, but my eyes hate onions. They're, they're my, my eyes, least favorite food. My mouth's one of my top five ingredients, garlic and onions. You know what's like funny for me right now is there's a part of me that's that's getting anxiety <laughs> because <laughs> I'm so used to sitting here and recording my podcast and thinking if I if I have small talk just for a couple minutes or things where I'm like off substance like oh, I, I need to I need to round this out now so I could get to the substance because well I don't think people are talking to me to listen to me talk about hand sanitizer or <laughs> washing my hands. Or you know, what do I do if I see someone stick their hands in in potato salad? And then, and then I'm thinking, well, I'm on the Jeff Macalino podcast right now, so we can talk about it. So I'm I'm trying to like ease into that. Like it's cool. We'll get to the substance. Well, we can yeah. talk about macaroni and cheese right now. I'm game. I'm game. It's it's good. Well, it, it's it is interesting though. I I. So, so what I had mentioned with the past life regression, it's, it's interesting thinking about it from a, from a couple different ways. There's a few things that have been in my head and one of them, and I didn't even mean to transition this way, but is exactly what I was saying, where it's like, I can delineate very specific lives I've lived in this meat suit mm-hmm. where it's like that this was not the same life as this. And I guess that's normal to an extent. I feel like mine are dramatic shifts Um, where it's like you, you could, if you did a past life regression, uh, you know, future me or time's not linear. I, I know. So a different me did a past life regression. If they jumped into this body, depending on when they did, they would say drastically different things. Like there's the the first 20, 20 years, maybe. There's the the next seven or eight. And then there's the current. And I still think there's a fourth act coming up where I probably have to give up, you know, the like substances. Kidney? Oh, or that. <laughs> <laughs> um and, and then, then being senile and dying at a at a young age, I, I look forward to that stage. But I think there's a fourth act. But it's like it it. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. It, it is interesting 
though it's like part of the past life regression has to be the moment that you jump into that body as opposed to maybe the totality of that life did that make any sense yeah so <laughs> i mean there's a lot to unpack there some i mean i'm going to jump around a bit and yeah. I just want to describe briefly what the process is like for everyone during a past life regression. The, you know, the very watered down version is you will have the regression, which is, it is hypnosis, but I, I like to borrow a term from another practitioner. Her name is Tiffany. She calls it an interactive guided meditation. So it's basically, it's just, it's being in a different space. And you are aware of what's going on the entire time because we're interacting the entire time. So you are telling me what you're seeing and experiencing. And then I ask my questions based off of what you're telling me. So you will generally see a past life or whatever is most relevant. And that could be from your life now because that's what's most important for you to see as opposed to a past life. And then we go to a portion after that, which is considered to be the higher self portion, where you speak to a part of yourself that is outside of yourself in a sense. And still, that is all coming through you. And you can basically think of it as the part of you that knows everything about you now, everywhere you've been, and everywhere you're likely to go. So just picture it's like that higher part of yourself that's looking down on the totality of everything you are. And you can ask questions to that part of you. It's it's a fascinating process. And when Jeff was just talking about the different parts of himself, that made me think of a session I did, because it's probably about five or six years ago at this point, where it was with a guy who was in his, he's probably about 30 at the time, 29 or 30. And he had recently come out. And he didn't see any past lives. He just saw moments from his current life. So when it or came time to talk with his higher self, the question I asked was, why didn't he see any past lives? And the response from the higher self was, well, it, these were past lives. It was a past version of him in this life because he's a new person now. Mm -hmm. He's living a new life now. Because he, he had to hide that part of himself for a very long time. And there was that transformation that took place. So I hear what you're saying. Even with regards to a past life, it's the same thing. You may drop in to someone who's 30 at the time, but they may have been a different person at, at 11 or 12, or even 25 for that matter. I think right. that's what you were kind of referring to, right? It's hey, about absolutely. the moment yeah. you're dropping into because you don't know the totality of what that person has experienced. And even for me personally, like I myself, I still have regressions done every, I mean, at this point, I've slowed them down a bit. So about every three to four months for a couple of years, I was doing it every two to three months. And the mistake I made at the beginning was filling out the narrative after. Meaning that I wasn't seeing the entire life, but I was I was coming up with the story afterwards. I was adding on to what I had seen to make mm -hmm. it make sense. And then, of course, I would... Well, let's put it this way. You can revisit a life more than once in a regression. And I ended up seeing 
these lives multiple times. And I was very wrong about the assumptions that I had made and in the path that those people, you know, those other means had taken. It, it's, um, yeah. Well, and, and I did a past life regression with you as well. And, uh, I, I know how one of those lives ended <laughs> because I got, I got killed. Um, I, I, you, you know, what's bizarre. So, and I think I had this discuss probably not on the podcast, probably before or after or both with your, your friend, Jake, who, who was on, on the podcast, um, where, where he basically just is like, Oh, I think it's all bullshit. And I'm like, I can't say that. I'm like, to me, I, it, you know, I was skeptical, not just, the, I, I don't know how to say it in a, in a, I don't know how to express it in a good, not that it is possible, but I was skeptical that I would be able to accomplish it. And it did take me a while to start, but I don't know if that was even abnormal. Uh, or not it it took me uh i feel like a few minutes to really get anything concrete i again i don't honestly know the passage of time it could have been 30 minutes or it could have been 30 seconds but it felt in the very very beginning like it was a struggle um and it got much easier as things went on um i did i i did note well, and, and I don't know if you remember the the. There was a moment I said to you afterwards. I'm like, there was a moment where my legs started spasming, and it was really bizarre. And you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. that part. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's when you asked me about alcohol, I believe, right? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that's that was the the most bizarre part of the experience is the the higher self part. Mm -hmm. Now the whole time I'm thinking, and again to 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 be clear to the listener, is while you're under hypnosis, you are very fully cognizant of what's going on. It's not like you black out. Um, and that was the other thing that again, as as someone, frankly, who blacks out all the time with alcohol that that was a, a curiosity of mine and i know i had had people and yourself who had said that's not what it's like but i'm like hey, i'm curious whether how much of it you know it so it's multifaceted first of all i'm like i don't know if i can be hypnotized to begin with um so there was that that was part of the skepticism again i know that hypnosis is a thing there's i don't think there's any reasonable person who denies that it's a thing um but i'm like i don't know if i can be hypnotized because i might not let myself um but you're 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 uh, you're there the whole time even while you're mm -hmm. hypnotized and i don't know if you know this here's a question for you when you were talking to the higher self in my head i felt like i was was an observer observer mm -hmm to that conversation and i also felt like my vocabulary completely was not completely different but it was not i don't know 
I didn't feel like it was me talking. I felt like it was someone who, someone else. I was using someone else's words. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, I mean, you know me well enough to know how I talk normally. I felt like I was a lot less uh, like this, <laughs> where I where I'm talking and trying to come up with the sentence as I go. Um, it was, I don't know. I felt like the structure and vocabulary were just different than what I would normally say. And I was, again, I feel like I was sitting in the back seat, like, oh, that's a weird way to say that. And, and yeah, it it was a it was quite an interesting experience. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that that you allowed yourself to go there because that's what's most important. And I would like to address my good friend Jake at the same time because you know, <laughs> leave it to me to be like, "Hey, Jake, looking to get your voice out there? Let me uh, let me help you out there, good buddy." And then my good buddy Jake comes on and says, I think what he does is a bunch of bullshit. Thanks, Jake. But <laughs> yeah, you know, he got, also... he, he, he got a couple thousand downloads like quickly, too. Of course. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> you know, so with regards to that, and I mean, I'm going to work up to the higher self portion. It's mm. just it's a conversation that you and I have had. And what I've also heard you mention on the podcast is you don't know if it was real. And I look, I believe it's real. I believe that the process is real. I believe that when your higher self is coming through and speaking with you, that it is real, whatever that higher self may be. But what you also said, and what I agree with is even if it's not real, but it helps you live your life in a better way, that's what really matters. Mm -hmm. is if it helps bring something to service, even with the higher self, even if it is a part of what we may refer to as the subconscious just coming out in a different way, but it helps you. To me, that's all that matters. Because what I always tell everyone is like, look, it's up to you what you do with the information at the end of the day. You can take it or you can leave it. Whatever you feel is best for you, that's, that's what you do with the information. So thank you, Jake. You know. <laughs> But, you know, it it may be bullshit. I don't believe it is. I've seen it help a lot of people. You know, it's it's helped me personally. And yeah, just, just go tune into Time with Spirituality where you'll hear a lot of reasonable people talk about how the experience helped them. And and I, I believe it's a real experience for them. But even if it's not and it just helps them live a more fulfilling life, I'm game I'm for it. Yeah. And, it because, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you definitively that it's real. No, but, but it, it does it matter. Exactly. I, I, yeah. It does to an extent, but it also, if it, if it's helping people. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, that's, well, look, with that, I think it, if you knowingly go in and say to someone, this is 100% real, but you know that it's not real, that's what I think can be detrimental. Whereas sure. you're not going to hear me claim that it's, 100% real until we can scientifically measure everything. Regardless, if you can pull a name that you have never heard before and you can narrow down the address of that person, know when they died, you know, go find evidence of it on ancestry.com or in some records. I am open to the possibility that, by the way, I'm, I'm talking about things that have happened through sessions with people, that there is something at play there that we may not understand. 
that is providing that information to say, oh, this person existed, even though it may not have been you. I mean, I believe that if you're able to draw that information, it probably was you in another existence. But I'm not going to say, oh, just because you found it means it was 100% you. And with regards to the higher self and and the shift of tone, I mean, it it becomes tricky there, you know, because I believe that whatever the higher self is, it's drawing from your vocabulary, words that you know, but presenting them in a way that you may not usually use them. And a good example I can give for myself when I get in that higher self space is I'm sure as everyone's heard me talk, there are times when I will do these these pauses because I'm thinking, what do I want to say now? Because I'm not just someone who's blah, 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 blah. But there are other times where I'll just go on on a roll because I'm I've been thinking about this. I've been I've been teeing it up. But when my higher self comes through, oh, this, 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 and that, this, 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 this. So that's where my shift happens, is it's just like verbal diarrhea just coming out. And we're complete opposites. Yeah. Yeah. Like where. And then even for some people, this is the one I really like is where they will just be so straight laced and stone faced when I'm getting to know them throughout the session. And then when the higher self comes in, they're funny. There's there's humor there. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I I may have only known this person for a couple hours, but they don't seem to be the humorous type. And the higher self is funny. Still Mm. using the terminology, but there have been those situations where people have just used some big words where I'm like, I don't know, could be in their vocabulary. Maybe it's still, it's, it's the higher self drawing from something they learned when they were in the seventh grade. But you know, it's, you also, you let go at a certain point, by the way, you weren't, you were good. It only took a couple minutes to, you know, for you to, (laughs) to relax and get into it. And, And when you went there, you went there, which is great because I know, like you said, that you didn't know if you could be hypnotized, but you were open to it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what matters there. Because there is no way that I will be able to get someone to that space if they aren't open to it. They can think that it's bullshit, but as long as they're open to going there, it can happen. Because that's why I also love the process is because you're still fully in control. Yeah. You know, with with the leg twitch that you were talking about, it's because you were aware of what's going on in some level and there was some resistance coming up naturally. Because, I mean, it's like you said, it's your best friend. You don't want to, <laughs> you know, you don't want to say goodbye to your best friend. Yeah. Don't attack and, my buddy. <laughs> right. So there's still an awareness that's there. But again, you were open to the process. So that's, that's what matters. It's just you being open. And so at the end of the day, even if you walked away and said, that was bullshit. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it's okay. But you were open to it. And and it's something that, you know, I believe for you, because like everyone listening, Jeff is a smart guy. <laughs> Sorry to say it in front of you, Jeff. Oh. But this, this is a guy who's a deep thinker. And I think that it's something that you're going to think about for a very long time to come. Mm-hmm. And, but I think that's the beauty of the process too, because still you could make that choice to never think about it again. 
or think about it in small doses or take a month off or come back to it in six months. But it's, it's about what you decide to take away from it. And the primary thing that I've taken away from it for myself is my fear about speaking of things that may be quote unquote taboo in this respect. I'm, I'm a very vanilla person in general, so I'm not think, you know, nothing crazy that you might hear on this show. But I mean, just in terms of talking about past lives, because while it's becoming more widely accepted now, if you talked about this a couple of years ago, or even if you still talk about it now, a lot of people will think you need to be in a padded room. And through my own regressions, I understood, or sorry, that I came to understand that I'd been persecuted in past lives for speaking about things that were outside of what was considered normal and being attacked for it or killed for it and having the mob come after you, having your life ruined. So there was that that hidden subconscious fear for me. And so I I was a past life regressionist for years before I put myself on social media as one or before I started talking about it on podcast interviews or, or things like that. So even when I started doing podcast interviews, I, I was starting on, on very small platforms because I'm like, you know, the less people that hear me, the the less chance that I'm going to be attacked. Or you know, yeah. also at the same time, I'm someone who's like, I need to master this. I need to understand what it means to, that's neither here nor there now. But anyway, <laughs> through the process, it was just understanding that this feeling, this fear that came up in me is, oh, because I've been killed for this shit before. So the fear may not have been alleviated at the time when I came to this understanding, but what I really came to understand in the process was where I live in the world right now, which is California. I don't really have to worry about being killed for talking about past life regression right now. So it became more tangible for me to understand the feeling. So whenever I feel that fear coming up, I'm like that, that was then this is now I like talking about this stuff. So I'm going to talk about it. It makes me feel like I'm living a more fulfilling life because it was eating at me, wanting to talk about these things, but feeling so fucking afraid to go out there and say, yeah, I believe in past lives. Or yeah, I, I'm a past life regressionist. Well, what does that mean? That I use hypnosis to take people back to revisit past life. So you're a coop? Well, hypnosis isn't really what everyone thinks it is all the time. You know, you don't black out. I'm, I'm not a hypnotherapist, so I don't, I don't know how to make you stop smoking by implanting suggestion. But if it's linked to a past life, then maybe I can help you. So the, there was that timid part of me. Whereas now I'd be like, look, I'm not a hypnotherapist. Yeah. Me the yeah. <laughs> but, you a know, lot more confidence. <laughs> yeah. Cause it, it was made more tangible to me. And again, I know I sound like a broken record here, but that's where what you do with the information really comes into play. Because I had a choice at that point, whether or not I was going to, you know, be a slave to the fear and feeling like, oh, well, because look, here's the other thing playing in the back of my head. We live in a world right now where I may not get killed for this shit. But what happens in a couple years? You know, if if something may happen or, you know, you you think of the situation, I'm sure you know what I'm. There, there's always yeah. that possibility, but then I, I also had to say to myself, look, if that day comes, then that day will be will be here 
But what will my life have been up until that point? Living in a state of fear, not talking about these things that bring me joy. And, and I didn't want to live my life that way anymore. So that's what I decided to do with the information that was presented to me. Yeah, no, I, 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 I love that. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it is interesting what, um, I, I mean, you even brought up in a, a past life, you know, you had to face consequence for speaking out. And I do mm-hmm. to, I don't know if you remember my, my final past life. I think the first thing I said when I came out was, oh, well, there goes my, why I don't trust the government. Basically, I was murdered for, by the king for not giving him enough of my i was not a good person in that life i don't i don't believe i well the, i guess this leads to a question it probably won't yeah be i've done lots of way. fucked up things in past lives yeah well sorry, I, was I... well yeah in 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 the four past lives i went to two of them i was cheating on my wife um where i'm a pretty stringent no cheating person like it's not a that's not me. Like I'm by the book, straight line when it comes to relationships. If I'm in a relationship, I'm not cheating. And it's like, huh, well, that's weird. Like, um, so so part of it, the 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 humor in looking back at it, it's like I've never even really had to think about it. I've always just been vehemently against cheating on your significant other. Like it's just a, a not that that was really I guess in one of them, it was kind of a, maybe a point of contention, but, um, so that I'm like, huh, that's bizarre. I didn't expect that on the flip side, the, the, the way I got murdered by the, the government for lack of a better term, uh, in whatever, I don't know if it was the Roman empire or whatever the fuck it was, but wherever I got killed by soldiers who hunted me down because I was too successful and, whatever uh i'm like well that makes a lot of sense (laughs) so it is it is interesting where you can be like that's something i would not have expected but then on this hand well that that actually yeah that that's probably more than one life that's ended that way with as much as i distrust the government (laughs) um yeah so i don't i don't know if there was a question there but it is almost the I guess you always compare it to your current life and think of just like the how to parallels. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, well, the this cause and effect. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is, is it's a it's a mind fuck to to an extent where you're like, hmm. Well, that makes sense, but I wouldn't expect myself to do this. Now, in fairness, the second time I was cheating on my wife, which was also the life that ended by me being killed. I don't know what times were like back then. I don't know if that was the same. You mean if it was frowned upon? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know that it was frowned upon or not expected because I I think I I was an unsavory character who ran some sort of, I don't know, brothel slash casino. (laughs) So I, I don't know that that my wife was necessarily in the dark about that I did unsavory things i I don't know i mean you know yeah they were different times in the roman empire (laughs) yeah look you know morality is a is a very not black and white thing across 
different cultures. I mean, I, I know I have my moral baselines for things. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I know what the, what it was like back then, because I don't, maybe poly was a thing back then. I don't know. Or look, we, we can. Right, may, maybe she was okay with it. I was bringing maybe. home the, the bacon. Yeah. So. What's interesting though, about that life is this is where it can get really fun. This isn't almost hesitant to do it because this is like, you know what? Let's play a game right now. Let's play the game of, of possibility of what I've, I've never done this before. I'm actually kind of, I'm excited to see where this takes us. So you equated your distrust of the government to what happened to you in that past life, which is entirely possible sprinkled in with probably some other things that happened in past lives to contribute to that. But let's play the game of what else could that have done, you know, going down in that way and how you would live that out in a future incarnation. So I'll, I'll give you an example. What's coming to mind for me is, is remembering what it was like for the government to take everything for, from you. So you having this drive to put yourself in a position of power to make sure that no one could take anything from you. Yeah. Or if you were being a real dick on a soul level to them be like, well, I had everything taken from me. So now I'm going to be in a position to take everything, take everything from everyone. <laughs> so, okay, your turn, Jeff. Let's think of other possible outcomes. And let's, you know, let's, let's try it this way. Let's narrow it down to, as we're recording this in, in the fall of 2023, we'll keep it in contemporary times. So what what could that look like? Um, By the way, I'm going to need to do this on my podcast now. This is why the fuck haven't I thought of this before? The, this uh, you've got a new segment for your podcast, I think. Um, the first thing that came to my mind is interesting. Neither one of the things you said. The first thing that came to my Ooh. mind is stay under their radar so they don't even know who I am. So they mm. can't take my shit. That was the first thing that came to my head. Um. Which seems like the smart thing to do. Uh, or the safer thing to do. The safer thing. Safer, yeah. Self-preservation. Mm -hmm. a, a part of it. Right? Um, the other thing, which is not in my instinct, but it, it's become the guy who takes other people's shit. Mm -hmm. not, not quite the same as... Maybe it's the same as the second one you said. Of I, I They took my shit. I'm going to take all of theirs. This time... I'm not going to earn it. I'm just going to politis get into politics where I can take other people's shit. I, I think there's a slight difference there. Um, those were the those were the first two things that came to my mind, which is interesting that they. I think one was pretty close, but they were also different than the 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 two things you threw out. So let's go for the. I like I like the one you said about going under the radar. Yeah. So what could happen as a result of that? Let's just say, what would the negative ramifications be of playing it too safe? Um, depending on how under the radar you want to go, you're kind of living potentially a vagabondish life, meaning you, you know, you 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 don't put down roots because you need to be able to go, um, which is very, um, I mean, you know enough about my background to know that's very the antithesis of the way I live where I've lived in the same city my whole life, all my family, you know, 
I have friends I went to grade school with that I still talk to on a very regular basis. Um, so it's the antithesis of the way I live my life is is kind of the again a, the vagabondish where like you don't put down roots because any second you might need to leave so they don't they don't get you on their radar. Mm -hmm. um, almost a criminal con man type life um and again that that's obviously you know very different from from how i've actually lived my life from living in the same place my whole life putting starting a podcast with the title of the thing is my damn name mm -hmm. <laughs> so i'm not hiding from anybody uh the way i live not that i have anything to to hide from them of course I, you're like the exact opposite you put it all out there yeah and i lost my guns in a boating accident for the record there are no guns that's just a message for the government a boating accident yeah yeah there's somewhere some manatee has them in the gulf of mexico maybe a dolphin i don't know okay well we can we can talk about that after yeah no no that that's that's just a uh a disclaimer you know yeah. like the pack of cigarettes so you know actually now that i'm thinking about this i don't yeah i don't think this is a segment that i can do on my show because it's like my here's what this word my fear of doing a segment like this on my show would be as i think we've talked about this before i'm sorry that we talked i'm like i'm why do i got this slur going on i haven't had anything to drink in weeks you're, you're um, getting secondhand drunk right <laughs> Is that what it means to be an empath in this situation? Through, through Zoom. Uh, so <laughs> my fear of doing a segment like this on the show would be to put it in someone's mind, what a circumstance may look like. Mm. That way, because if something then comes, because I, a lot of the reason I also don't fully explain the process of what goes on is because if I tell you too much of how it looks, then it's like, will you be primed? Yeah. To then come out of it and say, well, I knew what the process was going to be like exactly. So so I I came up with this idea or I talked that way. I was prepared for it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, so I game planned yeah. for this shit. <laughs> so, I'll, yeah, my fear of, of doing a segment like this would be like, all right, let's talk about the scenarios that could come up in your past life regression session. And looking if you have this issue, that this could be that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll figure out another way to work because this is really cool. It would have a lot of fun doing this it's interesting but i do get your concern too like it you have a you have a higher standard of uh of care almost yeah i i <laughs> and look that's that's the joy of podcasts right is that i have none <laughs> yeah i mean i'm also working with belief systems so you know me being someone who's at least what i believe to be super aware of of karma on a different level i i do my best to not suck anyone into something because it's like you know it's I, i'm not doing it for altruistic reasons i mean sure i don't want to mislead people but i also don't want that shit on me i don't want yeah i don't want to deal with that in subsequent lives but then again i just want to do the right thing for the sake of doing the right thing but so there's another scenario that just came up for me right now but this isn't this isn't you because just like you said you're not hiding but I see a possible outcome of that life also being someone who would be afraid to succeed. Yeah. Because, you know, that fear of if I 
if I accumulate this wealth, then I, I will. It. Exactly. Yeah. That's what will put me on someone's radar. And yeah, so it, it can play out in different ways. And that one's probably closer to the, the demon inside of me that it, that exists. The, the, uh, the, that's a, that's an interesting that's an interesting discussion that i i should probably save for a therapy session but but it is i again we've talked even earlier i made mention to it of how i i actually i don't think i made mention of this on the recording i think we were talking on the phone where i said i try to walk a tightrope of being a dumb drunk but also smart and it can be difficult because I can't shut the brain off necessarily unless I have enough alcohol to literally shut the brain off. Um, but I also don't, I, I think I told you uh, again, off podcast, the biggest critique I get for my podcast is that I call myself dumb constantly. And people don't like that because in general, they can tell that I'm a, I'm a thinking person. <laughs> I'm that it's, it goes back. I've said this about politicians. So you are in the 1%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm thoughtful. Like there's a brain that there, even when I'm drunk, there's something operating. There's a thought process, which uh, sadly, I don't think again, the most people we see on TV have that. Um, I, I think podcasts, frankly, not all podcasts, but I think podcasts are the place to find that nowadays. Mm -hmm. Thinking people, because the general public wants to see Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And, you know, they want to see uh, the Kardashians and, and Britney Spears trying to kill herself with knives or whatever the fuck she's doing now. Ugh. Free Britney movement, not didn't didn't turn out great huh <laughs> sorry i had to add that in at some point um not because it's you just in general i've <laughs> you've just been waiting to plug that one in there at some point during yeah oh my god yeah it's like huh that didn't turn out so great huh <laughs> maybe maybe she didn't need to be freed <laughs> maybe maybe she was okay on a leash just you know i'm not a, not a literal leash i don't need to explain myself my audience isn't stupid uh <laughs> but but again it is a tightrope of and i think success is a similar thing where if you ask me straight up uh you know as far as acting or podcasting if someone said would you want to be as big as joe rogan i would say no no i don't want people just listening to try to fucking find ways to chop me down um I don't, you know, I'm a very positive person. I like upbeat, positive interactions. Um, and and if someone said, "Would you like to be as famous as?" I don't even know what uh, Danny McBride. Maybe he's like on the cusp of being. He's too on famous. The, yeah, like yeah. He, maybe him. That that would well, be he, the maximum. He's not really causing too many ripples, right? Because he also lives in Charleston, South Carolina. So he he kind of avoids like the celebrity issues. I'm like, I, I want to be able to go to Publix and not be bothered. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so I, I wanna I wanna make money. I don't need to be 
super rich. I don't need to be a millionaire. I just need to be able to enjoy things that I do and have enough money to pay my expenses and maybe buy some luxury items along the way, but not anything extravagant. Like if I won the lottery, I would still drive my 10 year old Ford escape until the wheels fell off. It's a solid car. It's Mm -hmm. good. I like it. I don't need a Lamborghini or a Tesla just because I'm a millionaire. I mean, we've had our talks about environmentalism. I do have a soul. So part of me is like, yeah, maybe I'd get an electric vehicle just, you know, maybe just to cut down on things, especially if they got one that ran on cow farts. (laughs) That's a whole conversation we had that no one else has heard. Uh, (laughs) My fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's a conversation for another time because I think we're going when you get your Jamie. (laughs) Yeah, no, actually not a bad idea. That was a good rant. I feel like I went on about the, the, the methane. I don't know if it was or not. I, I I was so, so I, I don't know about you because you also do plenty of long podcasts on your podcast, or if you're talking to me, but to me, I, I blackout isn't the right word because it's I have not I'm not blackout drunk at this moment right not even close frankly but an hour from now I won't remember any specific thing we talked about except for probably Larry David <laughs> that's good so if someone if my buddy comes over later to hang out and he's like yeah how'd your podcast go I'd be like it was a lot of fun what'd you talk about Pretty, 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 pretty how did good. I, how did I miss that joke? Yes, that was fantastic. But yeah, that that would be my response. Would be like Larry David and potato salad. I, there was a Respect lot of wood. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. I don't think you do. I've... See, because if you did, you'd put a coaster down. But by the way, I I used to use that line all the time, and then one time. I, I did MDMA and my friends thought that would make me drink less and it didn't. And I got blackout, but I was super happy when I was blackout drunk. And allegedly, I still am like, that's so out of character. I left a cup on my friend's expensive wooden table and it left a ring. And uh, it was it was uh, it was weeks before. My buddy's wife would. uh now, I guess she was his fiance then, but regardless, she didn't want to talk to me for a while after that. Because so, you didn't respect the wood? I didn't respect the wood. Allegedly. I'm like, this doesn't, I've never done that. And I've been blackout drunk tons of times. I don't you think. still being, remember to put a coaster down. Yeah. Or just don't put it down on a wooden table. Right. Like that's. So I used to always be like, do, 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 do you respect wood? And, and now I'm like, maybe I. Maybe I'm a culprit. Maybe I'm a I'm a criminal. I'm a wood criminal. It's really it's it's shaken me to this day. That was one of the hardest, one of the top five hardest blackouts I ever had, and apparently, it was extra bad because the MDMA made me less loud and happy and exuberant. And apparently, my friends don't like me happy. That's that's what I learned from that lesson. They don't like when I'm happy. They like when I'm blackout drunk and just so 
none of my friends listen to my podcast, so I, I, I'll throw them under the bus. And if they listen, they, they have to refute the evidence that I have. I've done MDMA twice, and they're like, don't give Jeff MDMA ever again. I'm like, all right, you don't like when I'm happy. I get it. I see how it is. Maybe third time will be a charm. I don't, I'll, I'll probably never see it again. I, <laughs> I, don't I only get it through my friends. So I <laughs> if they're not going to give it to me ever again. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I blacked out both times because it did not slow down my drinking. That's that's a common misconception that people have with me is do this or that. It'll make you drink less. <laughs> You're not dealing with an amateur here. It's a major leaguer. Uh, put an aerator or something in, in your whiskey bottle. Class it up a bit. Yeah. No, no, nothing. Nothing slows this train down. <laughs> Maybe get yourself an adult pacifier. I wonder. I think that may have been a line from Breaking Bad. Nothing's nothing Was stops it? this train or slows this train down. Something like that. Or maybe I'm completely About the pacifier? Oh no, 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 not the pacifier. I did for Halloween one day one time. I hate costume shit. Kenny Powers was easy because my hair kind of naturally goes that way. Um and getting a jersey is pretty fucking easy. But uh uh I used to have to always go to the Halloween store like a day before a party and just pick through their overpriced costumes and find a cheap thing that actually fit me. Like it was usually just like, I just need the only costume in the store that fits me. I don't care what the fuck it is. I just need something that fits me, but that they cost less than $50. And the $50 part is the hard part. But one time I wore a, a baby onesie. It had like a rubber ducky on it. Just, uh, Actually, I'm pretty sure I have it in this room, but I don't know where it is. But but I I had recently had babies, somewhat recently. So I attached a little pacifier to it, which I would put in my mouth and suck. And then I also drank out of a baby bottle the whole night. So I would refill the baby bottle with, I think I was drinking uh, rum and Diet Coke that night. And, and just sucking it out of the baby bottle the whole night. And I, I'd cheat and take the lid off and, you know, but when people were looking, I would suck it through the, the nipple. It was incredibly frustrating, I got to say. I also went, we, we we left the house party, went to the bar. I got free drinks all night in that fucking baby bottle. Wow. The bartenders just filled it up just because they thought it was hilarious. And it was only oh, okay. like eight ounces. So it'd be like, you know three, four ounces of rum and splash Diet Coke, a couple ice cubes in there. So it was probably only about six ounces after. And I just, you know, put the nipple back on, just drink it out of that. So all night, they never made me pay for a drink as long as I got it in my bottle. Noted. Cheat code for Halloween. Dress like a baby. <laughs> or just any other day of the week. I don't know Going if it would work any, any other day of the week. I, I think they might ask only you to leave. Halloween. Okay. Huh. You know, especially if you show up. By the way, I showed up with a drink in the bottle, and the I do remember the bouncer's like, "Ah, what the fuck, go?" <laughs> he was just like, "You can't bring it." He's like, oh, "What the fuck? Just go." <laughs> that is the unsexiest costume I have ever seen before. Like, look, I'll give you a pass for this one. It was not a sexy costume. No, I did not. I did not 
attract. I, I attracted a lot of attention, but not sexually. <laughs> it was a funny costume. Yeah, not good for the story years later. Yeah, yeah, not for the night. But again, it was the only thing that fit me at the damn store that was not like $100. So, gotta. What I'm saying is, you gotta go to the Halloween stores November 1st and get your costume for next year. Not a bad idea. Life lesson. I haven't followed it yet, but. Well, can always start this year. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, I'm gonna wrap this up because I have to pee. And uh, I think we've been talking for like two hours. So on the recording. <laughs> oh, cool. Why? I was was it a good episode? While I think you still so. Remember? Do you, do you think so? I know we talked about Larry David and potato salad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Walter I White. Mean, there was a good ten minutes of substance there. I think at least fifteen. Fifteen. It was a good fifteen minutes of substance. Just just like when I had a guy on I wanted to talk to about Bigfoot, you know, the last 25% of the episode was about Bigfoot. I got when there. When you have a past life regressionist on, you only talked about past life regression for 5% of the episode. Oh, Take yeah. that, Bigfoot guy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, But yeah, I think, I think there are lessons to be learned. Yeah. Right? Probably. Yeah, like if you're going to walk across the street, if someone's already pushed a button. Don't push the fucking good. button again. Right. <laughs> If they do, just turn around and be like, that was pretty, 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 pretty unnecessary. By the way, for everyone listening, that's from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Pretty. So I'm not just <laughs> yeah, doing right. that voice for the, the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't even mourn but, around. By the pretty. way, huh? I could never act on that show. I'm not good enough at improv. Well. In your defense, neither are a lot of the actors, the guest actors, the the, the core members. They got it down. Oh, but yeah, a lot yeah, of those yeah. guest actors, like the ones that are waiters or something, it's, it's awkward. Like, you're not a waiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're an actor playing waiter. It's so yeah. evident right now. You are straight out of the groundlings, and you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to be funny. Yeah, so you can pull it off. Maybe after the thing, thing, you get it. <laughs> I can't. That was Larry David, right? <laughs> yeah, that was. A, I couldn't even get the pitch there, but yeah, yeah, you had the. He See, like I that. inherit, I inherit shit for, that I watch on TV. It's like and it's you do that thing where, like, defect. you look in the eyes when he does the. He's trying to detect if you're lying or not. Oh God, I couldn't. If if I had that scene with Larry, it would take seventy takes before I could do it without just dying. Like it, 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 okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell okay. you. I'll spoiler of the movie. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say it on the recorder to spoil it. Uh, but everyone, Daniel gave his plugs earlier. And uh, again, listen to time, Timeless Spirituality anywhere you find podcasts. It's a tremendous podcast. One of my favorite podcasts. Probably you, the Jeff. second best podcast in existence. It's not the same as the Jeff Maclino <laughs> podcast. You could argue, you know, depending on what you want with podcasts, it may be better. Or Depending on what you want podcast, it may be worse. Frankly, I enjoy yours a lot more than I enjoy mine. Listening to mine. I enjoy making it. But I don't laugh as much when I'm listening to mine. You have you have your moments that I I, I, I laugh a few times. <laughs> I, you you have your Thank moments. You. 
Or I can also, I know you well enough to know when you're, I feel like there are times where you're like, oh, I want to make a joke, but I'm not there going many to. many times like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, <laughs> so I enjoy that. But again, maybe that's just because I know you. But I'm like, I, 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 I chuckle when I'm like, ah, I know he wanted to crack a joke there and he was fighting himself. <laughs> I Yes, I resist the urge many times. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can see it. I can see it. And I like Thank it. Thank you. And there are times uh, when I even edit stuff out because I'm like, I'm hosting a spiritual podcast here. This is just, yeah, yeah. No, it's full of spirituality with a twist. You've you've got a you've got and frankly, you should. I I joke with you, but you should. You have a higher standard because it kind of needs to be with the substance. Like, I mean, you can have jokes in there, of course, and you do have jokes in there, but yeah, they're yeah. they're you got to pick and choose. Um, yeah. yeah. You don't want to chase away your audience. That's it's yeah. kind of a key with this whole game. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. uh, Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Cause I could just keep talking, but I know you got to do your thing. And I, and I also want to tell you about a joke that I recently cut. So. Oh, fantastic. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow Daniel on the, the socials. Check out his website. Hit him up for a past life regression and uh, listen to the podcast and uh, all the links are in the show notes. You know, really quick, really quick, just in case anyone's listening at this point, I'm going to do something I've never done before on a podcast. If you mention the name Jeff Macalino to me in your message, I will take 10% off. Whoa. And I, I never do that. I'm not going to even put that in the show notes. They had to listen to. Yeah, you got to listen. Please. Yeah, don't put that in the show notes. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. I, I like that. Let me know yeah. if anyone does it, because I doubt anyone listens to this, <laughs> especially after I've already basically wrapped it like up, teed it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that's man. good. Yeah. Now yeah. that that's that's a hardcore listener right there. Yeah. So I'm I'm ten percent off for ten percent off Macalino. And if you're okay with Daniel telling me, I will send you like a free merch item of very little monetary value. Oh wait, wait. Last thing with that. Last very very last thing. Not that you heard me on the Jeff Macalino podcast, but that you heard this at the very end, the 10% off. Yeah, yeah. You got to say like Jeff Macalino, 10%. Jeff Macalino, 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Macalino Halloween baby costume. That's the code for 10% off. (laughs) And I will know what you're talking about for that one. Yes, I love it. I love it. All right, everyone. Jeff Macalino Halloween baby costume. You get you heard it here first or last whatever <laughs> thanks daniel thanks jeff that's it that's all hope you had a ball thank you daniel for joining me again i want to make a pitch that uh, daniel and i should uh should uh, go teach a uh teach a film studies class where we uh focus on the intricacies of the characters in, in Eastbound and Down. Uh, Breaking Bad, there's probably already a college course for that. And uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, I'm not sure. I don't know. I, it, it seems like a course that could be taught at like Greendale Community College. It's a community joke. For those of you who know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Why are there no transitions in this episode? The little wicka 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 noise in between. It's because Spotify for podcasters is being a pain in the dick right now. Um, I'm very close. I, I think I'm going to power through this year, and then I think I'm going to make a switch. 
Jacob Craig, guest of the podcast, he was talking on the Open Micers podcast that he hosts about them switching to Acast, and all of a sudden their their download numbers like 10xed. Um, so apparently they believe Spotify for podcasters is also making the listen numbers look worse. So you may notice I don't have my Spotify for podcasters ad currently running anymore. Might be a reason for that. I'm doing some digging. I don't want to deter people from it, but at the same time, eh, if you're, you know, making it harder for people to put podcast episodes together, you know, it's hard for me to refer people to you, especially being the doofus that I am, uh, having to record this in audacity and uh, edit it all together myself. I'm sure there's some mistakes, and I apologize, but hey, I'm just a podcast host who's not an editor. So... Anywho, follow Daniel, go to his website, uh, all those things he said. I think I had him get his, give his plugs early in the episode. I said I'd do that from now on, and I have recorded four podcasts since this one, and I have not done that in any of those. <laughs> so there's that. Um, all right, got some great ones coming up for you. Um, as I said, I've, I've recorded a bunch uh, that have not come out yet. I'm trying to just get the year done. Um I'm not going to have new episodes on Monday, December 25th, or Monday, January 1st. I think you can understand why. So, uh, but I think I need to schedule three more podcast guests, and I will have the entirety of 2023 complete and be moving on to 2024 episodes and uh, hopefully uh, in a new home. Okay, boom, it's over. Cue the outro. For listening. It was amazing. <laughs> I I loved it. Be sure to come back for another great episode. I'm one wing away from Jeff Macalino. Of the Jeff Macalino Podcast. How much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast? You want to just straight, that's my name. I'll add the word podcast to it. Yup. See you next week. Mm-hmm.